There exists a threat from anti-hunting groups to politicians trying to give our land away, and we won't stand for it. Those vast western landscapes provide the space for our wildlife to thrive and a place for hunters and anglers to fuel the fire that sparks their soul. In this show, we share our love of hunting, fishing, and conservation. Here, we provide the foundation to meet these threats through passion and the grit of the American outdoorsman. Welcome to the Western Huntsman Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the podcast. This is Jim Huntsman, your host, coming at you from the Broken Time studio right here in Clark Fork, Idaho. Man, we are uh, kind of changing gears with this one, guys. I'm really excited. Um, I've got my new friend, Philip Bowen, on, who's all the way over in West Virginia. And Philip is one of perhaps, uh, and this is saying a lot because I know a lot of musicians. He's one of the my favorite musicians to follow. And uh, he's extremely talented, and he does all these crazy videos on Instagram where he gets on and grabs his fiddle and, and just starts playing along. I don't care if it's Metallica or uh, it doesn't matter. He just plays along to everybody. So, Philip, man, this is a pleasure. I appreciate you joining me, man. Yeah, well, thanks for the kind words, and I appreciate you having me, too. Thank you very much. So uh, I want to kind of get started talking about, you know, I, I was talking about, you know, when when I'm recording a show, um, this is not like a super formal podcast where I ask your favorite color and you tell me what a great, great sure. question it is and answer and, and blah, blah, blah. So I just, it's just a simple back and forth conversation between two dudes that love music. And, yeah. and, uh, I know, I know for, for the listeners, uh, we're, we're going down a little bit different of a, a rabbit trail, <laughs> if you will. Um, but I think you guys are going to really like this. So, and if you're not following Philip on Instagram, uh, make sure you go. It's at Philip Bowen Music, which is uh, the the last name is spelled B O W E N. Uh, in fact, I'll link it in the show notes. But that's um, me. Yeah, cool, man. Did I, hey, by the way, did I say your last name right? Yeah, you did. Perfect. Yep, Bowen. Give us uh, give us a snapshot of your background, man. Where where'd you grow up, and and how'd you get involved with music? Yeah, sure. Um, so I grew up in a small town called Montgomery, West Virginia. So, uh, uh, like it's the mountain state. So, you know, a little mountainous area. We lived in the valley on the river. Very picturesque, picturesque town. My parents are still in that area. So we go back there quite a bit. Um, and I've been playing music since I was four years old, like the fiddle and music's always just been a part of my life. Like we had music in our, in our house all the time growing up. My dad did, uh, still does like the music at our little local church. So, you know, he was always had some music going and, um, I was just kind of watching Sesame Street when I was four and this guy, his name is Itzhak Perlman was playing the violin. Mm -hmm. And so my mom was wanting to get us all involved in music. My sister, my older sister was already playing the piano. And so I was like, well, I want to play the violin. And so uh, there's a little community college in our town and I started taking lessons and it's always just something I've, I've truly, it's definitely my first music love. I love playing the fiddle slash violin and, it just kind of made sense to me, and I've been been doing it ever since. There is uh, there's something that is speaks to um, I guess home to me when I hear a when I hear a good fiddle player. 
Um, and you know, when I, when I had a band, I had a country band and we toured all over the, uh, the Northwest. This was years ago, back when I was Mm -hmm. younger and can, you know, hang until two o'clock in the morning in the bars playing music. But for, for like four years, man, I, I searched high and low to find a good (laughs) fiddle player. And I, I just never did. I, I, and it's, I think it's different out here in the West. Uh, there's, there, there's not a ton of fiddle players. Um, in comparison, I don't know where, how, what, what it's like out where, where you're at, but uh, I've, you know, I've been to West Virginia. I know it's real heavy in, and traditional in, in terms of the music. Um, just the history there and, Mm -hmm. you know, bluegrass and, and everything else that comes out of that. But, um, I always wanted to have like, if you, if we could rewind 15 years ago and I had my band still going, I, and I came across a dude like you, I would be stoked. I'd be like, okay, I, whatever it takes to get a guy like this in the band. Cause you just, you, you could take a song that's not something that I would think about in terms of, um, you know, something I would listen to on a normal basis and yeah, you yeah. throw your fiddle part into it. And all of a sudden it, it's going to be in my, on my like favorites playlist. So, um, <laughs> Let's introduce the audience to some of your music, man. Um, you mind playing us a song? Yeah. So, um, do you want to? Do, should I do one of one of like what you want to do one of mine? I got the guitar over here. Or what do you What do you want to do? Yeah, let's do one of yours. I I love okay. originals. I love songwriters. Let's Let's do one of yours. Yeah. Okay. We can do that. We can do that for sure. Um, uh, this is a song. So let me. I'm going to flip over to the studio sound here. So you should, you might hear like a little bit of reverb once I start, but that's okay. It's intentional. That's all right. We'll be all right. Um, but the song is called Call On Me. And I wrote this with, uh, a songwriter buddy of mine called Kevin Mack uh, in Nashville. And it's going to be on an EP that I'm recording over the winter time. Um, and, uh, I think you'll like it. It's called Call On Me. Let me just turn this on real quick. Um, there we go. Awesome. There we go. All right. This is Call On Me. Do the best with what you've got Take a little, give a lot Be kind to those who don't have a friend And call your mama every day And don't ever act your age And finish what you started to the end So don't you get too big to dance with me and never turn your back on family Because what I know most of all Is if you need help, big or small Don't forget that you can always call on me And when you feel left behind Take a walk to ease your mind Don't be scared to take the long way to get it right Know your worth, respect yourself Stand up tall and protect your health See the beauty that's inside and shine a light Don't you get too big to dance with me Never turn your back on family Because what I know most of all Is if you need help, big or small Don't forget that you can always call me I wish I wasn't going anywhere And when I'm gone, I'll watch from way up there 
can bet I'll be so proud of who you are. Just hold me close in my hand. One more dance with old man. I want to soak up every moment where we are. So don't you get too big to dance with me. And never turn your back on family. Because what I know most of all is if you need help, big or small, don't forget that you can always call on me. Okay, man. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, I how how does a guy? Yeah. That is, I mean, the audience hasn't even heard. I don't know if it's even possible for uh, you to do a fiddle song or not, but how does a guy play fiddle like you do and then pick up a guitar and play it just as well? Well, I think that like music, the, the one thing about music is that at its core is just a language, right? So like, like there's different levels of proficiency in the language and sometimes it may, it may come to you a little more natural, excuse me, a little more naturally. But I started playing the guitar when I was in college. Like a bunch of my buddies played the guitar, and um, and I wanted to be able to, like, you know, do the whole singer songwriter thing because I loved writing. And you can't mm-hmm. really, at least I can't, like, sing and play the fiddle at the same time. And so it took me a lot. It took me um a little while to kind of get it going. Like I got for my like 18th birthday after that first summer at college, my dad got me like a little Fender acoustic with like a it had like a, like an instructional DVD with it. And so I just wore that thing out all summer. And, um, it took me a few months to kind of get like the chords clicking. And then I, what I love about the guitar is that you can, you know, do what I just did. You can do the singer songwriter thing and you can create and all of those things. So yeah. I don't know. It's just like, just, I mean, just like anything else, just kind of sticking with it, practice and just kind of like doing it until it feels comfortable and then, and then do it some more, you know? I think some people just have more of a natural, um, I, I don't know, like there, there's a gift obviously involved in that because I'll tell you, man, I struggle on the guitar. I, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I have a similar background with, uh, in terms of how I got started, but I, I started on the drums. Yep. And, okay. and it's still to this day, I'm in my forties now. I'm, I'm super passionate about playing drums. And, uh, like my buddy Garrett Weaver, if you're listening, Garrett, a shout out to you, brother. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I was really passionate about drums, but about, <laughs> about 17, 18 years old, I, I, like you was really interested in the singer songwriter side of things. And, yeah. um, but, but when I picked up the guitar and I don't know if it's because I was so ingrained with, with the, uh, you know, this rhythm side, the, the drums, that makes sense. I, I don't know. I just struggled. Like you picked up the guitar and, and you play it just, you're a super smooth guitar player. And oh, I, I love, I love hearing that kind of acoustic music like that. And so it's, it's, um, it, it's just, I don't know. I, I'm like, I, I'd hate to use the word jealous, but I'm jealous of your <laughs> ability to play guitar well, like I, that. Man, you know, it's like, <laughs> like I am, I, it's so funny you said too, because I, um, like I'm a pretty good fiddle player. I, I I feel like I would go up against a lot of people on a fiddle. Like guitar, I like when I um I know a lot of really wonderful guitar players that can like just shred like crazy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And really when I set out to start playing, um it was less about those like melody lines on the guitar for me and wanted to be able to be able to play that kind of rhythm guitar stuff with uh with while I was singing. And so one of the things that you hear a ton 
in like a bluegrass or Americana style music, folk country is like the, those, what you're hearing, which is called like, like the hammering and the pulling of the notes. So instead of just playing like two chords like this, mm-hmm. you know, you're going like, So you, instead of just using the right hand like you would normally pluck or strum, you're also using – and I think this is where the fiddle helped me – is that you're also actively using the left hand to like pull the strings and hammer down as you play. Yeah. And so like that's a lot of that kind of like filler stuff. It's not that the chords are that much different. It's just that like you are – you're using movement to flow – you know, from chord to chord, and you're kind of like taking that little musical pathway. And when you add like a voice on top of it, it fills it out really nicely. You know, so that's, that's I, the, you, you went you went super quiet on your mic just just a second ago, man. Oh, did I really? Yeah, there you go. Now I got you back. I wonder. I wonder if um, I know. Let me just check. I know sometimes Zoom like will do that thing where it's got like an automatic volume adjuster thing that sometimes gets turned on. So let me just double check. I'm yeah, sure. I think I if something like that. I the one thing one thing I always struggle with Zoom because I kind of live out in the sticks, and so when we're recording yes. video like this, it, it the the internet's not great. But um, I I <laughs> is, think that, is that that was is that is that better now? Yeah, yeah, I can hear okay. you a lot better now. I had to I had to go in there. It's like like there's a there's a setting in Zoom where like it automatically does like noise cancel or automatic mm-hmm. volume adjustment, which drives me nuts anyways. But that's, that's what it was. Yeah. So yeah. Like I want to talk about like, uh, what, when you're influence wise, music wise, um, yeah. are, are you a big believer in, in genres in mm. separating out, uh, different styles of music and genres? And like, how would you define what you play? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I love that. Uh, um, I do love that there are these genres because there are specific things about them that make them really special. You know, so mm-hmm. for example, like maybe you recognize like the blues right away because of how, how unique that style is. But like some styles have like, you know, country and rock sometimes can blend together if it's like a southern rock band or, you know, bluegrass and Americana or things like that because of the instruments that are being used. Mm-hmm. So I think I would define my style as like kind of that like singer songwriter with like an Americana kind of vibe to it because i do use like my fiddle a lot in the music and i i it's mainly like there are there is electric in some of my songs but it's mostly like acoustic driven and it's more about um it's not as much like uh like a pop structure to a song as it is like more like storytelling songs yeah you know yeah which which is i I just i don't that's what i tend to write well so like that's what i go after you know Man, I like mule deer hunting. It's almost time, too. I look forward to mule deer hunting every single year. It's what I grew up on. That is not to say that I'm great at it. But now, there's some really good resources available. And my favorite one is over at Eastman's Hunting Journals, where they have the mule deer course. This course has all sorts of digital information for you to go through as an e-course. It's got the basic safety, training and preparation, choosing a hunt, making a hunt plan, gear, scouting, glassing, field judging, rifle hunting, bow hunting, hunt strategy, harvest, the experience. All of it is right there in one spot for you to access and learn from some of the best like Dan Picard and Brian Barney. So up your mule deer hunting game by going to taghub.eastmans.com forward slash courses forward slash online mule deer course. You know what? Just look up Eastman's Hunting Journals and you'll find it. It 
It's super easy. Let them know I sent you. You won't regret it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I and and when you when you talk about that, like the Americana side, that's that's exactly what comes to mind when I listen to a lot of your stuff, whether it's on Instagram or iTunes. Um, it there there's like this. The word Americana pops into my mind. Uh, yeah. Because you are telling a story in these songs and, and you do, which, by the way, I loved on iTunes. I found you did like this acoustic uh, or I'm sorry, instrumental version of um, now I'm going to draw a blank. Is it Battle Hymn of the Republic or yeah. was it? Yeah. Is that yeah. is that what it was? Yeah. And and yeah, I, um, I, yes. I love that. Oh, oh uh, Battle Cry of Freedom. It's like an old ba- Civil War yes. song. Yeah. yeah Battle yeah, Cry yeah. of Freedom. Yep. It was, it's yeah. a Civil War song. And uh, I'm a huge history buff anyway, and I, I found that. And in fact, that's originally how I found you is I oh, was no just kind of looking through iTunes and I found that and I listened to it. And I'm like, what is that's this dude? Crazy. Is he he's just doing like the fiddle on this? And it, yeah. it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. And so then I looked you up on Instagram um, and you've got like, you know, thousands of uh, upon thousands of followers and i'm like okay this dude is obviously legit (laughs) (laughs) what are you involved with man the the fiddle the fiddle like what's so cool about the violin slash fiddle is that it almost sounds like the human voice sometimes when you like are just listening to it like it's got that kind of emotive quality to it so like it's a very emotional instrument. Like sometimes when you hear that slow fiddle coming in or whatever, mm-hmm. like it kind of tugs the heartstrings a little bit. So um, that's what I love about that, about that instrument. Cause you can like emote with it really well and you can kind of like a push and pull when you're playing it. Um, but to, uh, to answer your question, what I'm involved with music wise um, is a lot because th- what I wanted to do when I set out to get really get back into music and really make a go of it, is I wanted to prove to myself that I could make an actual real living with music more than just um the starving artist thing, you know, mm-hmm. and support yep. a family. I've got three young kids. So like, um, you know, so I do a ton of session work, which means like, like uh, if you're recording a song and you want fiddle on your tune or strings or what have you. So a lot of times people will pay me to do sessions. I do some of that from home in my home studio, or I do it like down in Nashville or wherever. Um, I do uh, I do my own stuff with singer songwriter. I do feature work on people's albums and then I live stream a lot too. So I do in person shows and then I go live online like three times a week, usually sometimes four Mm -hmm. on like Twitch and TikTok. And like that has changed my life because that's helped me to get um, a really, really widespread international fan base um, for people that maybe could never come and see me in person. Yeah. You know, and so those shows will be a mix of me just like playing requests on the fiddle, doing my own songs, you know, writing songs on the fly, like all those kind of things. And I usually do about a two hour show, two to two and a half hours. And I do that a few times a week. So it's definitely a, a it's been a grind to build it up. But um, that's kind of how I, I've been approaching it. So there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to skin the cat, you know, but oh, you yeah, kind of have to get <laughs> all those um all those streams kind of working for you. If you want to make a real go of it in music, you can't just be like, at least for me, I like, I can't just be a session musician. Like it's, it's not, at least not at the beginning, it's not consistent enough. So what else do I need to do? What else do I like to do? And so it's just been a matter of kind of, kind of chasing down a dream and, and, and following kind of like what the opportunities that, 
uh, come up along the way, you know. So have you been able to create that, Philip? Like is, is music your, your day job as well? Or are you, st- mm-hmm. you still dipping your toes into other things? Yeah. I'm, I'm still, I'm still double dipping like in the corporate. So I have like a, uh, which this helped me a ton. So I have a really interesting background on the corporate side of things. It is all digital marketing, which uh-huh. it couldn't have helped me more. Like then yeah. when music started popping off. And so I do like, I have a, a job that's mostly remote, pretty flexible. Um, and it's like very steady. It pays the bills. It doesn't take up too much of my time. So I've been, I'm still double dipping. I'm not sure how much longer I'll be able to do it because music's become so busy, but that's, that's the pain I wanted to feel. So like, mm-hmm. it was like, okay. And so I, I want to do both as long as humanly possible. And then when I can't do the other, that's, you know, whatever. And some, like somebody told me at the very beginning of all this, um, this recording artist who was kind of mentoring me and she was like, you know, what you want to do is you want to fund, you know, fund your passion until your passion can fund you, you know? So like, in other oh, words, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, in other words, like there's no, of course, like, of course I'm like at the beginning, of course, I'm not just going to like, I've got, like, like I said, I've got a wife and kids. Like I'm not just going to stop working everything and do music. Like I don't have that luxury like I would in my early twenties, you know? So um anyways so like it's it's worked out really well it's been an interesting kind of way to come around to it and uh we'll see like what the next year or two holds but right now i've just been trying to like you know grow it and then double dip while i can and we'll see what happens well i feel like i feel like you're on a roll man you just need to keep doing what you're doing because uh (laughs) i mean it it, it's it's amazing to watch but you know at least with your day job it is something that can kind of mesh well with with your music i mean digital marketing Mm -hmm. is what you need to to get your name out there and and i mean that's how i found you now you're on now you're on some random hunting dudes podcast (laughs) from idaho that's okay like i i love doing I was telling you that when we were emailing, like I love yeah. doing when uh, my uh, social admin team like, sent me the request that you'd sent in. Like I love doing different podcasts and stuff. One, because it's just a, an interesting way to kind of see what other people are doing and maybe, you know, introduce yourself to some people that maybe didn't even know who you were before. That's always exciting. Mm-hmm. But then like, I love, I love, um, I don't know. Just like, like, obviously I'm very passionate about what I've been doing, but it's been a lot of like, just figuring it out, you know, I try mm-hmm. something. Okay. That didn't work. Like before I, I didn't always have this like beautiful, you know, studio set up behind me with the lights and the professional cameras and all that stuff. Like, like I used to just like prop my iPhone up against like a light stand. And I had like a lamp that I would tie with ropes to my old desk. So I'd have some soft lighting. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, and then I would try to like figure out a way to make this work for, you know, anyways, but like, so it's just, it's just bootstrapping, you know, just like, Okay. And then I can afford a little bit better this or that. I'll do that. And then let's go to the next thing and go to the next thing. So, yeah, you know, it's been, it's definitely been a journey, but it's rewarding that way. Cause then you feel like when you get these bins, you're like, yes, I worked for that, man. I grew that. So it's, it's, it's a, it's hard, but it's a rewarding feeling when you get wins here and there. So when you're, when you're with all the stuff you've got going on music wise, do you, do you get out and play live shows, um, in front of crowds with, uh, with other musicians or, or solo or, or what do you do that way? Yeah, I have, I have done that this year for the first time. I've really done that several times this year. I want to do more of that next year as well. So I've done, um, I love doing these like private events. So I've done several of those like for corporations and stuff. I've been out to like not 
too uh, closer to closer to you than I am now. I was in Salt Lake City a couple months ago doing this event, and then I I have done several things like that, private events, and then I've been to Nashville several times this year. So I got to play at like the Bluebird Cafe for the first time this year. Oh, and, really? You played at the yeah. Bluebird? Yeah, they got, I got invited to go down there. That was in May, and that was a really special evening. I got to, you know, Heck do yeah. six, like six or seven of my own songs. It was amazing. It was so, really special. For those of you not that that might not know, listening, the Bluebird is a legendary place in mm-hmm. Nashville where a lot of singer songwriters, um, they play and and uh, get to share their music, and a lot of them are uh, back in the old days. I, and I don't know if it's still like this, Philip. Maybe you can help mm. kind of fill us in. But back in the old days. Um, when I say old days, obviously I'm, I'm getting old, but this is what, uh, the dream was, was maybe to go to Nashville yeah. and play in the, in the Bluebird and, and you might get discovered there. Cause wasn't, there's, there's been a number of people that were discovered there back that in sounds... the old days, like Garth Brooks, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, you I know, mean, diff- go ahead. Yeah, there's all these pictures all over the wall, like all these people that have played there, you yeah. know, and yeah, still, like, still, some nights, like, Vince Gill or whoever might just randomly show up. Yeah, Vince Gill would show play, up. Yep, you yep. know, and I I was fortunate because um I was writing with the guy that helped me write uh finish up that song I just played for you. Um, he was like he we you know the internet and um, we co-writing and he kind of pitched my stuff to the Bluebird because he played he's played there a bunch. And uh, they invited me down and I thought I was going to get asked to come do like the open mic night or something for one song. But I got to do like a featured performer night with Kevin Mack and Jacob Lida. And these are two guys that I've written for, like they have charted songs on country radio, you know, that yeah. like, the real deal. And I got to play like center stage, six, seven of my own songs, like a full, a full on show. It was so, it was so awesome. And, um, you know, so that's just like, Oh, like that was like, that was a dream come true to do that. Oh man. And I was, yeah. you know, it was just, I mean, I was on cloud nine. It was so a really special achievement from like starting in my house to try to get things back going like a few years ago to then like this summer playing at the bluebird. I got to play a uh, third in Lindsley, which is another kind of like legendary venue. I played that in August. So I've been in Nashville several times, um, but I, I'd like to do some kind of like touring or mini touring next year um, to go to some, you know, maybe do like a few East shows, a few out West shows, Midwest, all that kind of stuff. So we'll figure out how that's going to go. Yeah. You need to come to Idaho, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's where it's at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is, would you say uh, on that topic? Because, uh, you know, I, I didn't know you played at the, like the Bluebird and, and, and different mm-hmm. places like that in Nashville. Cause I, I visited Nashville a few times. Um, unfortunately for me, uh, when a guy like you cuts your fingernails, those fingernail clippings have more talent than I do. Oh, musically no. <laughs> and so so you know it didn't it didn't go very far but i i'd be super curious what is your opinion as to what it takes today to become a musician that is uh a, a well-known talent um versus like 20 years ago because things have changed so much with yeah. the ability to to kind of self-promote with the internet and and social media and digital marketing and all these things that are you know, back in the day, you you had to have a record deal. You had to have a record label that yeah. was out there, you know, sponsoring your album and and paying, putting that money mm-hmm. into into putting the album together and then and putting it out on the radio and marketing it and promoting it and For getting sure. you a tour lined yeah. up. You know, it was a it was a big deal. What's what's the difference now today? Like, how does it work? Well, I think that's that is still a path that people can go down. 
you know, mm-hmm. that, that is, that is like such a, it's like, it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, they always tell these college kids when they're playing college ball, like, oh man, the chances of you going pro is just like, even if you're amazing, you know, and getting, getting in the NBA lottery, for example, like, oh, it's just such a small chance. And I feel like to just go that route where you just move to Nashville or where LA or wherever, and you just like play your butt off and you try to get discovered, like that definitely still happens. Um, but for me, like, like my path is a little different just because of my life situation and what I was doing. And, and, uh, there's never been a better time to be an independent musician. Like I've managed to, like, I've had several conversations with some smaller labels and stuff and I just haven't found the right fit. And I enjoy my independence right now because a, I own all my own stuff. I own all my masters and all my publishing rights and all that stuff, which is, which is great. But, um, you know, like, like it's been a game changer. Like I, I, um, I, last time I was in Nashville, I, I visited a couple people's labels to do some co-writing or whatever. And, and they're always picking my brain about the social media stuff and everything. And mm-hmm. I think that is like a true game changer. Cause like, you know, like when stuff really started going for me on like TikTok and Instagram, like I, I'll probably hit a million followers on TikTok this year. I, you know, I, I passed 200 K on Instagram, like, yeah. like last week. And the the thing is, is like, it's, it's just a whole different ball game where you can reach people you would never like back in the day. Like you said, even if I was out playing an open mic night or going to play a different bar or club every single night, five, six, seven nights a week, I couldn't reach a 10th of the people that I've reached you know, by doing the online shows. And so plus, plus like when, when COVID was happening, that's how I ended up starting the online stuff. I was like, well, I made a commitment to myself. Let's just figure out a way to do this online. And so then it just like changed my whole life because that stuff started taking off. And so, um, you know, there's something really special about performing live and like having the energy in the room. But at the same time, you know, like I feel like I've done this kind of like hybrid way of going about it, which I don't know if it's the best way, but like it's worked for me so far Mm -hmm. to just get, you know, build myself up like, you know, and like Spotify followers are notoriously, very hard to get like it's a true grind and so like to build your fan base up to where you can go and if a label's looking at you and you can be like wow you already got forty thousand spotify followers like that's a huge thing for them because they may have they may pour a hundred thousand dollars into an artist just trying to get them you know noticed so mm-hmm. anyways it's a different way that you're you're marketing yourself it's a lot of work but if you can do it right you can show that like it is possible and I've done this completely organically. I'm not paying anybody to listen to my stuff. Like I have true, like dedicated fans that show up time and time again. And so then, you know, that's what you want. You you don't want. Yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah, fan. You know. Yeah. Like yeah, so, for sure. I don't know. It's it's been an exciting journey, but I've had to learn a lot too. Honestly, like it's been a. And I'm thankful for a lot of the musicians I've met, like that just kind of answered questions and helped and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you. I mean, that's that's the thing with a. I want to go back to what you were just talking about in terms of like being able to market and build it from from this Mm -hmm. online presence. I wish I wish that would have been available back. You know, I I had my band was um, we formed in 2005 and played absolutely nonstop until about 2009, uh, Mm -hmm. and that's that's about when my first uh, daughter was born there, and so. Um, it, but it was, it, it, you know, it's, it's different. It was different back then in a sense that like the, I mean, we had, you remember MySpace? 
Yeah, MySpace. We had we had a MySpace. That that was yeah. it. But our 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 idea of marketing is is uh, we we had a tour bus and we put the name of the band on the bus. Right. We we'd pull up to these uh these venues and park the bus out front and that would attract more people to come in and we'd max out these, you know, big country venue bars at like 7 800 people. Yeah. But when you when you the problem with that is you, you know these folks would come in, they'd have a great time, they'd dance, they'd enjoy the music or, or whatever. Uh, they'd, they'd get, you know, inebriated as, as all get out because they're country bars and, and those totally. seem to be, you know, more rowdy than any other club you go into. Yep. Um, but that was it. I mean, there was no, that, that was like the option, um, outside of actually moving to Nashville. Um, and, and for me, uh, because of my my hunting background, I didn't want to move to Nashville. I like I like elk hunting and I like I, I like totally the West. It. You know what I mean? And so it's just an interesting dynamic these days. And I saw you you got to play with uh, Charles Wes- Charles Wesley Godwin. I really yeah. like his music. How'd yeah, you meet him? Uh, we met mainly through our West Virginia connection. We met online. Um, like I was just a fan of like what he was doing, and so I, it's been a practice of mine. Since before I had a hundred followers, like if I, if there was an artist I really enjoyed, I would like let them know. Mm-hmm. And I would say like, Hey, like just, I just want to let you know, like, I don't want anything. I'm just telling you, like, I really appreciate what you're doing. It's awesome stuff. And, um, you know, so Charles and I had known each other on through Instagram for about a year or so. And then, um, I'm in the Detroit area right now. So I'm in Detroit. I go to West Virginia quite a bit. I'm in Nashville quite a bit. And him and Zach Bryan were coming through Detroit. And he was like, Hey, why don't you come hang out with us backstage? And like, we can record a video and just play music together or whatever. So like, that's kind of how that came. So oh, we, wow. we found, we finally got to meet in person because we were going to be in the same city at the same time. Um, but yeah, like, uh, really, really great songwriter, super, like, super honest, you know, great storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that guy. He's amazing. Yeah. He does that song. Uh, in fact, that's, that's actually where I found that is, is, uh, you played fiddle over the top of, uh, Seneca Creek. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, just like that's, that's like my kind of music right there. Mm-hmm. Um, really like that kind of stuff. And I, I, I love the way that you put that fiddle touch to it. Um, can you, is there a way you could do like a fiddle tune for us? Yeah, sure. Give me, give me uh one second. It's, it's like, I have to take these off so I can reach it one second. Oh, you're I'll good, man. It. Yeah. I'll, I'll just, I'll just talk guys. Uh, while you're grabbing that, I, so, uh, you guys listening should, let me pull this back up again. He's, he's Philip Bowen music. It's at Philip Bowen music on Instagram. And, uh, if, if you guys are music nerds like I am and, and you just like, like talented people and, and following people that are, that do authentic music, like real music, um, it's a great page to follow and you can get his stuff on iTunes um you can get it uh you can get it on spotify uh but it, it's and yeah it's it's just good stuff guys check it out i know I, again i know we're 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 not talking hunting this week but uh we're we'll be back to hunt, talking hunting obviously i'm actually <laughs> just out of the just out of the field guys chasing uh some mule deer lately and so um we're gonna get back to that are you back with us i think so yeah that let me uh yeah the, the echo's okay but hopefully, like, that it doesn't, like, blow out your ears. Does this sound okay? There is only one call company here at the Western Huntsman, and that is Phelps Game Calls. Born out of hunting. 
and the necessity to make the best calls on the market. Jason Phelps started this company in his garage back in 2009, and now he's got some of the finest lineup of elk calls, turkey calls, predator calls, waterfowl calls available on the market. If you guys go to the website, check it out and get what you need. And if you're in the market, when you go to checkout, use promo code HUNTSMAN10 for 10% off. Whether you're just getting started or have expert level calling skills, check it out at Phelps Game Calls. Get them close. Hoffman Boots is a fourth generation owned boot company, a family of shoemakers based in North Idaho. I've been sporting a pair of Hoffmans for close to a decade, and I really like the Hoffman Explorer in the 8-inch. It's the best boot out there, so check it out at hoffmanboots.com, and you'll see the whole lineup of hunting boots and lineman boots and pack boots and everything else right there on the website. And if you choose to purchase a pair of boots, make sure you use the promo code all caps lock HUNTSMAN10 for 10% off. Scree Gear, extreme high-performance hunting attire and gear that is scientifically tested, complete layering systems, and some of the finest merino wool products to keep you warm and comfortable. And it's all backed by a great company. What I really like about Scree is if you go to the website, they have these bundle options like the elk bundle or the whitetail bundle or the turkey bundle, all that stuff that'll get you completely outfitted for your favorite hunt. The starter bundle is a really good deal. Make sure you check that out. They've got the VIP sizing guarantee. And so you can exchange something if it doesn't fit right at absolutely no charge to you. Guys, it's a great warranty, great company. And at checkout, as always, use promo code THEWESTERNHUNTSMAN for 15% off and free shipping. The Elk Collective, folks, the best investment you can make when it comes to hunting is what's between your ears. Having elk knowledge is what separates those who succeed every once in a while versus those who notch a tag every single year. So go to the Elk Collective and sign up. There's over 150 videos in this online course to teach you everything you need to know by some of the best experts to ever enter the elk woods. It's a great program at a great price, guys. And if you use the promo code, the Western Huntsman, you're going to get 20 bucks off of your entire course. So instead of 89 bucks, you'll get it for $69. And now that September is over and we're into October and November and all these fall hunts, if you get it now, you're going to have an entire year to go through all this course. And believe me, you're going to need it. There's so much content in there. So check it out and use the promo code, the Western Huntsman, all one word. Last but not least is Tacticam. Guys, you know I've been using Tacticam for a very long time. I really like my Tacticam 5.0s. I like my Tacticam in the wide lens so you can get that kind of wider angle and shot. Uh, the, they've upgraded now. They've got the Tacticam 6.0, which is super cool. I can't wait to get mine. And also the cell cams. Don't forget about the Tacticam Reveal cell cams. They've got a bunch of different series of these things, and I've got them all over my property so I know what's going on at all times. Whether I got a bear that's coming after my chickens, or if I have an intruder down at the driveway, or if I have a giant monster whitetail buck over in my hunting spot, I know what is going on at all times. I love my Tacticam reveals, guys. Check it out at Tacticam.com. Let's get back to the show. Here we go. I know. It's it's weird. Sometimes we do we do shows where I'm uh, blowing on a like a bugle tube, uh, <laughs> and, and we're talking elk hunting, you know, and the, the, the microphone doesn't pick up the high pitch of it. It's, yeah, it's yes. super weird. It just totally cuts it out. It's like auto-suppressing it. So can you hear me okay mm-hmm. right now? 
you're you're quieter than you were, but I can still yeah, hear that's you. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's fine. It's it's just because it's just because uh, I think it's just because I turned that suppression thing off. So that should be a little bit louder. Yep. Um. All right. So let's see how the fiddle sounds. Let me know if you can hear it. Okay. Oh yeah. There we go. Perfect. All right. Um. Let me. Pl- I'll play you like a little bit of a country roads. All right. All right. Fantastic! You need to you need to just find your find your way out to Idaho. I'll yeah. let us a I'll let us a big campfire. Yeah, man. And uh, we'll sit around and play music all night, man. I know that's great. like that. That's that's kind of how I used to like. I mean, I never stopped playing music, and and like you know, for a while, party trick that I would do. What you see on Instagram and TikTok and stuff is that I'd be like, no, like whatever, put on any song, any song. It doesn't matter. I'll play over it. I'll play mm-hmm. with it. I'll play with it. And then like when I was, <laughs> when I was starting to do the broadcasting stuff online, like I was like, well, hold on. Like everybody and their mother gets up with an acoustic guitar and plays a song that they wrote, which is fine. I, I do it too. But I was like, what do I do that's a little bit different? Cause I wanted to get an, a bigger audience in. And so I started like opening shows like at the first 30, 40, I would just do those fiddle requests. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to play an original, do some more fiddle, play an original. And then people started asking for originals. And so it was just like a way to get lots of people in the door. Yeah. Do something different, you know? So that's how Heck yeah. And, and, and that's what's, that's what's cool about watching you, man. Um, I, you posted something a few days ago, whatever it was. You're like, I'm going to put uh, some fiddle to enter Sandman. Yeah. Uh, by Metallica. And I'm like, no way, no way. How's he going to do that? It's just such not a fiddle song. And so, and, and I love that song. Um, I, I, you know, I love all types of music and, and man, you pulled it off. Yeah. It sounded, it sounded awesome. And <laughs> what, uh, I, that's my goal. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You didn't know you did. You nailed it, man. Uh, I, I love it. And, and there's, that's the thing. I mean, you go from, you go from that to playing Seminole Wind, uh, to, you know, uh, what you were just playing there. Um, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, the oh, John Country Denver Rhodes. song, <laughs> Country yeah, Roads. Country Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and my band played that song. And so I don't know why I'm, um, oh, and the, where the green grass grows. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. So, um, yeah. a lot of, a lot of stuff we talk about on my show when we're talking like hunting, where I'm, yes. I'm, a lot of it is trying to inspire maybe young hunters, uh, people just getting into it, uh, and, and starting their career out in the hunting space. Uh, and we, we want to teach them the right way and the, and the correct and the ethical way and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, in that spirit, what do you have advice? Let's say we've got somebody that's, um, the 20 year old version of you Mm -hmm. that wants to kind of make an impact in music and, and it doesn't matter what genre they're, they're pursuing, but, 
Would you have any advice, like maybe epic mistakes you make, uh, you, you made, and and you would want to head off at the pass for somebody else trying to kind of follow in that path? I, I think that it's I think that it's really easy to. One of the lessons that I learned really early on is that pe- people will line up around the block to tell you what you cannot do. Like they will, they will, you will never find a shortage of people that are friends, family, it doesn't matter who. Um, people will find a way to let you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. like, oh, do you know the odds? Or are you, do you, ser- are you seriously going to do that? Can you really do that? So like one thing is that you, you know, obviously the, the confidence thing just comes from, you know, persistence. And I have a little note card on my desk and it just says create every, create something every day, even if it's something small. And that's been on my desk since the beginning of 2019. And what I did with that is I made a commitment to myself to every single day I was going to touch something music related, even if it was just a verse, just spending some time trying to write, playing, whatever. And that honestly changed my life because it's, I really believe in no matter how talented you are, there's no, you can't escape the work. Like there's no escaping the work. There's no substitute Mm -hmm. for the work. Right. And so like everybody loves the story of like, oh, this person just walked into wherever and somebody heard them singing and now they're a big superstar. Maybe that happens once in a blue moon. But like if you're banking on that, you're I mean, whatever. I mean, it's never going to come your way. Your odds are better winning the lottery. Yeah, much better. And so I think that like my my least favorite word when people use me is like, oh, man, I bet you feel so lucky. And I don't use the L word for that reason because I'm like, well, hold on, like yeah. I've poor, I've I've spent thousands and thousands of hours like grinding at it. So like my advice would be is to like one is to celebrate the small wins. So like at the beginning when I was doing this, I'd, I'd have a live show and I might gain five followers, and I would I'm not kidding you, I would send a thank you message to every single follower. I'd be like, hey, listen, welcome in. Here's all my links. Welcome in. Here's all my links. And then I would get 50 new followers some nights. And I would spend an hour after every show. I'm not kidding you. And I would call it my homework time. I'd put on some music and I would spend an hour responding to every single person that sent me a tip on Venmo. I would send them a personalized note and say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then I, I did it until I, until it was so big that that was taking me, but I still send people, like I try to respond to every email and every, if I can. Yeah. And the, the point of that story is that like, like every, for me, every single new listener, a new fan, like counted, you know, immeasurably to me. And so I wanted to be like, Hey, listen, welcome home to your new favorite page. You know, stick around. Let me know if you want to hear something. And then as it grew, like I try to just keep that spirit about me to be like, you know, be thankful for all those little wins. So that's my best advice. I, the line that really sticks out that you just said is, uh, you can't escape the work. No, you can't, man, that that's powerful, man. It's powerful in so many different ways and not just applicable to music. Like we can, I, I I'm going to plagiarize that line for, for Please hunters. Yeah. Like yeah. you cannot consistently be good at Western big game hunting right. by escaping the work. And, and I love what you said about, uh, using the term lucky is the L word because yeah. the L word, it, it, that can be, um, to your point about how somebody just walks in and the right person was there at the right time. And now they're a big superstar, all the stars aligned. Um, it's such a rare thing. And it's the yeah. same thing. Like every year, you know, what, one of my big goals, Philip is, is I'm always pursuing a great big bull elk, right? And, and, yeah. and it is a yeah. lot of work. 
but there's always the story of somebody who who pulls up to a trailhead, walks 10 feet from the truck, <laughs> yeah, and there's exactly. a giant bull elk standing there, and they get the whole thing loaded whole in the back of their truck, and on the way home, it's like... That has never happened to me and it never right. will. It, right. I, I just, I just don't see it. Um, right. and so I know that it does happen, but, but I, the, the danger in, in something like that or somebody pursuing music, uh, the danger in stories like that is depending on the luck aspect of things, because it doesn't matter what you're pursuing in life. Right. There is no escape in the hard work and luck is not going to get you there. You have to put in the work and luck will maybe align with things and help you out every once in a while. 100%. Um, you, you I, I love be, it, man. You got to be present to win, as they say, you know, so yeah. like, you know, like you show up and you just keep showing up and on days that you don't feel like it. And, and I'm not saying it has to be like this with everything in your life. What I'm saying is. Another little saying that I love that somebody told me at the very beginning, I was like, oh, man, you know, I was complaining about something that didn't work out. Can, can you then, turn your mic up just a little bit more, yeah, Philip? Yeah, Sorry course, about that. Oh, no, it's, it's no problem at all. There Is we go. Better? There we go. Yeah, Perfect. no problem, man. Um, somebody had told me <laughs> I was complaining about something that like had gone really poorly for me or I didn't go like I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and then like, what'd you do after that? And I was like, I don't know. I took a couple of days off and I was I tried not to like think about it. And they were like, well, hey, man, like. This person said to me, if you dream about it, you need to be about it, right? It's not like you feel good today, so you're mm. going to do it, you know? Like, so, like, with music, which is, like, a passion and a dream of mine, like, I, I'm i about it whether I feel like it or not. Maybe, you know, maybe if we've had a tough day with the kids or whatever. That doesn't mean I never take a rest. Like, rest is critical. What I mean is that, you know, you just keep showing up. And when you when you throw in the towel, like, that's when you're – you know, it's over. So you just got to get yeah. up, wipe the dust off and just keep going. It doesn't mean you don't make changes, but you just, you just kind of crack on. And, and, um, that's when some of the best things have happened for me is like, Oh man, like I, you know, I didn't feel like it, but I said I was going to do a show tonight. So I go to a show and then something really awesome happens during the show. And I almost didn't do anything that night. You man, know? Yeah. You know, those are the, those seems like it always happens that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. You say that, uh, some of the, Sometimes I'll line up um, maybe a, a podcast guest, for example, mm-hmm. and I and, and I think, man, I don't know about this one. I, you know, we didn't we didn't connect in our. Uh, usually, I talk to people on the phone before they come on the show. You and yeah. I, that was an exception with you. Yeah. Um, but and, and something won't click, and I'll I'll, sure. I'll kind of second guess whether or not I want to pursue recording the episode. And then I get that individual on and it ends up being one of the better episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, wow, I, I, I really misread that situation. And so it's just, there's so many lessons. This is what I love about things that people get passionate about, passionate about. Yeah. Uh, music is one of them. You know, some people they're passionate about, uh, other, other forms of art or they're passionate about their career mm-hmm. doing, you know, whatever it is they're doing. Some people are very passionate about hunting like me. But the thing is, is the lessons that, that we all get out of it. And I have the fortunate, um, experience in life to, uh, have two different strong passions. One, one is music and one, one is hunting. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, the, the lessons are consistent across the board in all those. And mm-hmm. it's, it's the people that are true to themselves. They, they put in a lot of work and they're authentic. Uh, like you, man, like you, there's not a lot of people. Well, there are. There are a lot, but there's also a lot of people that are very talented, but they're kind of jerks. 
Yeah. And I you're just you not one of them. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. I, but I, I mean, the words you said, the authentic word, I think is the most important thing like that you could tell anybody. Like mm-hmm. I tell my kids that all the time, like, like the, 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 the biggest and best thing that you have going for you is that you are you. And you're the only one that's bringing you to the table exactly how you do it. So like, you know, we all borrow from each other. Like you always are like learning and like, okay, that person did this really well. That's really a good example for me to follow. But you still want to be authentic to yourself, you know, because as soon as you like lose yourself, then it's like, well, I don't know. Like at least for me, the times I've seen the most success and I feel the most rewarded is when I've been like, you know what, I'm just going to do me. And then, you know, we'll see, you know, (laughs) we'll see how the chips fall, you know, but like, I'd rather do that and try to stay true to myself, especially in writing, like songwriting and stuff like that and performing. But, you know, I don't know. Like I try, I try my best to make time for people too. like when, like these days, if I'm in the airport and people want a picture, they want to say hello or whatever. Like I try to, I try to be like, um, I don't know. I, like, like you're saying, just try to be, just try to be authentic. It doesn't mean you're always, you're always perfect. Just be yourself, no matter what the situation yeah. is. Yeah, and, and and that's you know n- anybody who's authentic is never perfect because we know that doesn't exist, right? And so correct. Yeah, I try to be as uh, you know I'm I, I feel like I'm an authentic guy, but I am far from perfect, man. <laughs> so <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. Um, and I hear, you're I hear there. you're so you're planning on this winter recording um an LP. Of mm-hmm. like six or seven songs, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. I think we're. I think I'm gonna do seven, um, and I'm gonna do it with a guy named Zach McCord, who I've recorded some stuff with before. And so I'll do. I'll do part of the album in West Virginia. I'll do part of it in Nashville. And uh, yeah, that's my big project. We're just trying to finalize the song list. We're going through some of the <laughs> pre-production stuff right now, and then uh, and, yeah, and then hopefully I can release that like in the spring, you know, next next year and. Oh no, we'll see. I got that hiccup. So, I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. I'm curious if uh, w- when you record that, is mm. that uh, like production wise, is that going to be like full band kind of thing, or is that is it more yeah. of a, an acoustic thing? What's the goal there? Yeah, there'll be some acoustic stuff. Like I got to find a fiddle player. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <I'll, laughs> oh, you I'll don't know the, any? <laughs> I, yeah, I'll have the fiddle in there, like acoustic. Um, but I love like I love like. Um, like I'll definitely use the piano on a few songs. Like I love that blend of acoustic and piano and like mm-hmm. some drums. Uh, we'll have some electric and stuff too, but like, so some songs will be like full band and some will be more like kind of stripped, like more of an acoustic style, but it'll be like that. You know, when you, when you think of that kind of style of music, that's, I just want it to, I want it to sound like me is what I want it to sound like. So, yeah. you know, I, I want to use instruments that I love and I have some great session players that I can call on to kind of help me bring it to life that I've worked with before. So I'm, I'm excited. We're just trying to sketch it all out right now and figure out how we're going to like execute on it. But it's, that's going to be really fun. That's going to be awesome, man. I can't wait. We, yeah, don't, uh, don't hesitate to hit me up, man. We can uh, announce the, the release to the hunting community right here on the Western Huntsman podcast. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's going to be great. So, um, Tell tell everybody a little bit about uh, where they could find all your stuff because I I mentioned mm-hmm. Instagram and YouTube but uh, I, I'm sure you have a, or not YouTube um, iTunes that's where I yeah, found yeah. found your music yeah. Um, yeah. go through go through where people can find you man yeah I mean pretty much anywhere you get music I'm there it's Philip my name is Philip Bowen so it's Philip with one L and then the last name is Bowen it's it's no candidate it's my real last name so it worked out really well 
Bowen thing, you know? So, yeah. Um, but you can find me on any social media platform, like TikTok and Instagram are probably my biggest uh, social media followings, but I have a, a pretty big YouTube channel as well. And then if you want to listen to my stuff, Spotify, iTunes, Google, um, Apple, Amazon Music, whatever, however you do your thing, I'm there. Or you could just search for me and my website will come up. Um, but that's that's how you can find my stuff. And uh, and like I said, if you would like to see one of my virtual like live shows, most weeks I'm doing that on like Tuesday, Thursday, and Sundays, most weeks. Um, and that's going to be on like Twitch, uh, Twitch or TikTok. So those are, those links are on my website or you can just search, you know, Philip Bowen Twitch and you'll find me. But that's, that's kind of my cadence for that. And you can come and request a song that you want to hear and hang out with our community, which is like growing every day. So it's, it's a ton of, ton of fun. So, and the website, uh, philipbowenmusic.com, which is right there on the Instagram. That's okay. me. That's me. And that will. Oh, I got a couple hunting buddies that are following you. You know, you get on an Instagram page, it tells you yeah, yeah. who your, your friends are. So, you know, like, I've, I've got like a lot of like really interesting, for whatever reason, like a ton of fans and followers in like the ranching community and then also in like the hunter, like outdoorsman. I think it's because of like the region that I'm from too, like Appalachia, because it's like obviously. Like man, the part of part of the world I'm from. Like I remember, we used to get the, we used to have school off for the first day of deer season and the first day of duck hunting season. Oh yeah, and like and like the whole t- I'm not not just the school. Like you couldn't even go to McDonald's, man. Like and you well, drive the like, town would you, shut down. You, yeah, you drive down the highway yeah. and like all the cars, like people's <laughs> pickup trucks are backed up against the mountain, you know. And uh-huh. so like people are just up in the hills, like deer hunting, or people are on their little boats on the river, like doing the duck hunting and goose and. Man, like I said, m- most of my family, I mean, everything from bear to pheasant to deer. To, I mean, uh, it was just crazy. So, like, I've uh, I've been around that community my whole life. Yeah, and I, th- I think that there's a lot of um, – there's a lot of connection to historically just hunters. This style of music lends itself to the hunting yeah, lifestyle. 100%. Because I, I think that especially the type of music that you do, Philip, is – there's there's like this – deeper philosophical storytelling side to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I think what the, the mentality of a lot of hunters are. And I think yeah. that that's a, uh, something that gets misinterpreted by people that don't hunt. Um, you know, especially folks that, uh, are, are just so far removed from, from the mean. environment of hunting. And so they don't understand, you know, hunting is a, is a very, uh, it could be a very spiritual thing. It's a, it's a very deep seated passion oh, yeah. that, uh, for, for, and people, you know, we, we get, like for me, I think of uh, when I hear a fiddle, I think of hunting with, uh, you know, somebody in my family, whether it's my dad or, or somebody else. Uh, first thing in the morning and that the sound of the fiddle as we're driving up the mountain out, out yeah. west, you know, here in the yeah. west. And uh, that that glow in the sky is coming up in the east and there's a fiddle song, a really good fiddle song playing on the old, uh, you know, 1977 yeah. Chevy or something that whatever truck we're in, you know, with those yeah. old school radios in them. And and yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of connection, you know, and then and for for a guy like me, you know, I I my playlist uh, stresses people out uh, usually because I'll have. I'll have anything from Marilyn Manson to uh, <laughs> Philip Bowen to you yeah. know whatever playing on mine, and I I love rock, <laughs> I love uh, I I love country, I love bluegrass, yeah. I love blues, I love a good jazz band, you know I and it's just all for me I I think it's just it speaks to a deeper sense of um 
familiarity and and belonging and and that's what yeah. music does is i think music is one of those things that that gives people a voice and and a sense of yeah. com- like communication that is unique over any other way we communicate with each other it totally is and i think that like you know i grew up intimately familiar with the hunting and fishing community and i know that nothing is universally true but i think maybe ironically like to some people that maybe are not you know, maybe all they can think of is like whatever the the kill or whatever. Yeah. But the people that I knew growing up that cared the most about like the environment and like the land, you know, and like taking care of the land and taking care of you know all that beautiful creation are the people that I knew that were like out in it, like hunting and fishing. And they're like, oh, you know, I remember asking my uncle one time, oh, why'd you only get? He's like, yeah, we got our, we got our limit. We, we, whatever, we fished up to our limit or we hunted up to our limit. And he's like, the limit's very important. And he's like, give me this big speech about the limit. And we would have like, you know, like I said, part of the part of the country I was in, but like we would have two years of required like hunter safety training in school, like mm-hmm. as part of a school, like a one year, like a, a game warden would come in, they would do like their whole thing. And so my point is that like, I feel like, um, that like that community specifically is a very tight knit community, like hunters and it's a brotherhood, fishermen and a sisterhood. And I feel like that type of res- music resonates so well because a lot of time it speaks to the land. It makes you feel at peace. It connects you with that nature, that nature element yep. and all that stuff. So I have, I have a lot of respect for that community because I have, Hey, I have so many family and friends that are like very enthusiastic and involved in it. But like, you know, like nobody, I, I find that like nobody cares about the woods like the hunter. That's for sure. You know, no, you can uh, you can really open the Pandora's box with me with that that topic, buddy. Nobody nobody loves a clean environment, clean water, clean air. Um, right. Uh, you know, thriving uh, wildlife and and the conservation side of things uh, over hunters. And so, 100%. 100%. yeah, you you definitely nailed it. And and I think that uh, just any, I mean, you're from West Virginia, man. You're 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 one of those guys that. You know, you understand the mountains, you understand nature, and that's just mm. kind of part of the lifestyle uh, back there in in Appalachia. And uh, you know, that's that's uh, my kind of people. And so we, we're just we I live close it. to the land, we live close to nature, and and it's just our life, man. So and you said and you said it right. You said Appalachia. That's great. That's exactly how you want to say it. Like if you hear somebody <laughs> say Appalachia, like you're like, eh, that's the, that's wrong. You've never been there. It's Appalachia is perfect. That's the right way to say it for sure. So so I was I was. Uh, I was stationed in North Carolina with the Marines. Oh, cool. Okay. And I had a buddy. um, I had a very close buddy of mine uh, who was from West Virginia. Nice. And uh, he is the one. I I was probably 19 years old. uh, And I said Appalachia because I I was from out west. (laughs) And and I was quickly corrected uh, by my buddy Chris, who is from West Virginia. And, And he let me know. That that is not how you say it, and we had a big long conversation about it. And then yeah. he, his buddy, um, who was also my my friend, you know, we're, we all palled around. But then his his other buddy, uh, our other buddy, uh, he was from Kentucky. And then yeah. I had to get his spiel uh, about how to properly pronounce Appalachia. So anyway, yeah, yeah, that's where that comes from, man. I love it. Well, um, do you have do you have another song uh, on your guitar you'd like to close yeah, us sure. out with? Sure, we can uh, do that. I'd, I, I just like hearing you play, man. Let's, if, if you got one more in yeah, you, I'd man. love to hear it. Always, man. Listen, I mean, I, w- I always got a song, so that's not a problem. I, I, I kind of figured. <laughs> that's not a problem. I kind of figured. This is my beautiful new Martin. I got this over the summer. This little, this Martin D41. It's like, yeah. 
It's it's my new best bud. It's like the nicest guitar I've ever owned. And I I, I was admiring it. I just love this thing. I I was um, totally admiring it. it. Sounds fantastic. So if you're you're a musician, right? So this song mm-hmm. is in uh, this song is in F major for the guitar players out there. If there's a guitar players on the podcast that are listening, and my favorite, this is just uh, this is a completely unsolicited guitar tip. But my favorite way to play in F major for this style of music is to put your capo on the fifth fret and then use these like C form chords because you could do so much beautiful movement, you know, and still play an F major. So anyways, this song is called, I love, um, it. I love it, man. I just learned something. <laughs> this song is called, this song is called lightning bugs. Can you hear me? Okay. Is that sound all right? Absolutely. Yep. This song is called lightning bugs. It's about being outside and, uh, nature and all that good stuff. And, uh, anyways, here we go. It goes like this. She likes Nick Drake and I like the milk carton kids And we both love boat rides after dark Sometimes we use my phone to find the constellations And dancing on the water we can count the stars She likes the weepies and I like the brother brothers And we both love chasing the lightning bugs Burning up the hillside with their little tails of fire and Glowing in the darkness like the two of us She loves me, she loves me well in any weather She loves me when it's cold outside I love her, I love her, hell or high water, even when we see through different eyes. We still chase the fireflies. Lights cold play live and I prefer Lake Street Dive. And we both love how concerts make us feel. And when we're on the water watching time fly by together, the mountains and the moonlight play our favorite song. She loves me, she loves me well in any weather. She loves me when it's cold outside. I love her, I love her hell or high water, even when we see through different eyes, we still chase the fireflies. Yeah, amazing, man. There you go, man. <laughs> wow, I love watching you play guitar. I know the audience can't see that, uh, but that is just great. And you're right about the way you played that. Um, in that scale, the way you can, I, I've yeah. never even thought of that. That, that yeah, was amazing. Right. And, and you can play like, 
you, it really simplifies, like, as you notice, like, I don't, I didn't play a ton of bar chords or anything, but you're doing no. this, like, you know, like C, F, G, you can, can kind of slide up to that D chord. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a beautiful way to play an F major. And then you get all these, this wonderful movement. It sounds really open. And I, and I play with my thumb a lot too when I'm plugged in because that, like, yeah. sounds softer. So, yeah. I uh, do anyways, too. <laughs> that's how I do it. That's how I Fantastic, do it. Fantastic, man. I, I, um, I, I, I love that song. I already have it on my playlist, actually. Thank so, you. Thank you, thank um, you, thank you. that's, that's a fantastic song. Uh, so guys, check it out. Phil and Bowen, Mu- or I'm sorry, Philip Bowen Music. That's me. That's me. Dot com. Um, this was a great conversation, buddy. Yeah. I really it. appreciate you joining me. Um, I, I love your music and I, I just, uh, I want, I want the audience to have a key takeaway that you cannot escape hard work. You can't escape the work. You can't Listen, escape you're the not, work. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get the big, uh, the big trophy elk on the first time out. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just not gonna happen. Luck, luck is for chumps, folks. I'd say you can't <laughs> escape the work. I love it, man. Get out there on the trail, do your thing. <laughs> well, stick around for just a minute, and uh, I'll I'll hit the stop record button. But I I really appreciate it. Anything? Uh, any final thoughts you want the audience to know? Uh, you gave us your links. You gave us uh, all, all that other stuff, which I'll put all of that guys in the show notes so you can check uh, check Philip's stuff out. Um, but uh, but yeah, anything else? That, no, that's that's me. Thank you so much for having me. Also, thank you for your service. That's really awesome that you served in the military. Thanks for your service, man. And thanks, oh, thanks for having man. me in here. Thanks for having me in here. It's been a blast talking to you. Absolutely, man. Thank you. You made it. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure you're following us on Instagram at the Western Huntsman and write us a good review at Apple Podcasts. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Stay Western, and I'll see you on the mountain.